Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast, episode 25. Welcome to the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast, the show that takes a look at the hottest relationship drama on television. Sit back and enjoy the ride. Hey, and welcome back to the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And I'm Cliff Ravenscraft. And tonight we're going to discuss season four, episode, episode three, three of, of The Truth Sting. Okay, I thought you forgot like the name of the show is <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. Gla- I, I took my glasses off. Oh, no. How are you going to read your notes? Uh, well, I'm going to try. All right. Okay. So anyway, um, very awesome episode tonight. It was really good. Yeah. I was, you know what? I actually enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, guys, sit down, please. Close. <laughs> Somebody in the chat room saying, Cliff's going to bring back uh, Izzy McMurderer. No. Oh, wait. Yeah. And and if, you know, if you happen to be listening to this while you're like, Cutting an onion or chopping something, please set down your knife. Put, yeah, please put down all your knives. If you happen to be driving, either pause pull over. <laughs> either pause the recording right now or please pull over to the side of the road. So have we given all the I, I think so. And if you happen to be performing brain surgery <laughs> have somebody pause the recording. Okay. I actually think I might get to the point where I might like Izzy as a character on the show. <laughs> Really? Seriously. That's great. No, I, I don't know what it is. It, I mean, maybe there has just been some kind, you know, with me feeling all good inside about, you know, pursuing this new career full time and and just coming back alive and, and living my passion day by day and the whole idea. Maybe maybe it's just changed who I am so much that I might possibly. Well, she's been getting better writing also. Yes, I mean, she's involved in a better story now I, the, the, than I think she has been in the past. Yes. I really like the uh, the Rog, the really old guy. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> Mr. Rog. Okay. I really liked... Um, Charlie. Charlie and how she interacted with him. Yeah, that was fun. And, and I just thought that was... It, for To be honest with you, it was the first time I really felt that Izzy was grounded. In yeah. this episode, she seemed like a grounded she's individual. She's finding herself. I, I honestly, I think that she's finding herself, and I think a lot of that goes back to, um, again, ba- Bailey said it w- when she was talking to Alex. Said that um, there's a reason that we're hard on interns because they are they're teenagers, basically. Yeah, you know, and and so I think that everything we've seen of Izzy up to this point. She's she's been a teenager and now she has to grow up and be an adult. And and I think I really enjoyed her character in this episode. Yeah. And in the chat room, no pigs aren't flying here in Cincinnati. They do fly in Cincinnati. Just during the marathon, the flying all over, pig all over town. We have flying <laughs> pigs. However, um, it, I don't know what it is. It, it, Cliff is just feeling good, you know, and yeah. and. And 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 I, well, we'll I mean, see how that holds up. Yeah, I mean, they they could they could mess it up again, uh, but but no, they, I actually felt that they they wrote Izzy as a somewhat like likable character for me mm-hmm. in this episode. Yeah, they did it just for you. They I did they did I really do believe that they did. They, what else did they do for me? Because I was sitting there thinking like, like a couple other things that I they kind of. 
I don't remember. I don't know. But since you brought up Izzy, we're going to talk about her first. Okay, that's cool. She's not first on my notes, but you've already mentioned really old guy. I um, like that. I mean, I, I I really liked the way that they played that story. Mm-hmm. I do. It was really good. I mean, you really you really had to imagine that you know they were going to have to write in the fact that he knows everything. I mean, that that was almost cheesy, but it, but you couldn't not have that. And and you know, I would have been disappointed if they didn't write that right. in. I liked that. It was a lot of fun. You know, as a matter of fact, I almost wish he would have gone on in a li- just a slightly bit more detail of some more, maybe more embarrassing kind of things. Yeah, but, like but, things that we don't know. Yeah, that would have been cool. That would have been cool. Things. Um, and she kind of gets the. <laughs> that, that's hilarious, uh, Alan in Ohio. Or yeah. Allen, Ohio. Yeah. Uh, she says, what kind of medicine did they give Cliff today? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I w- just, can I tell the folks out there that I got a shot in the butt just for them? For you guys. I did. I, I'm so serious. I got a shot in the butt for you guys. That sounds hilarious. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It actually sounds pretty funny. Yeah. But um, a couple days ago. I just thought you did it for me since I didn't ha- so I didn't have to put up with your sick butt all the time. <laughs> I I am I ha, I am a total sissy when it comes to needles. You are. You're okay? rather pathetic. I am rather pathetic when it comes to needles. When I got pregnant with Megan and you have to go like really early on and go for your initial blood work, Cliff went with me for moral support and he fainted. <laughs> I didn't faint, but I was I was uh having a hard time breathing he in that room. He had to leave the room. It was it was it was pretty bad. So, you know, I went to the doctor because I had, you know, I woke up a couple days ago with a really sore throat and then I started to feel that kind of stuff in the back there. And and for me, if I don't get that treated right away, which I never do, uh, but if I don't get that treated right away, it goes into bronchitis. And those who have listened to us ever since we started podcasting, they know they know that Cliff had bronchitis for like two and a half months and tried to podcast all through it. And it was awful. And only the most diehard fans uh, can kind of listen. So anyway, thank you guys who stuck through that. But I did this for you because I went to the doctor today and they said, listen, Cliff, if you really want to knock this thing in the bud, <laughs> uh, you, you're going to have to get a shot. And I'm like, well, isn't there anything? Can't you just like spray some stuff up my nose? Can I stick something on my tongue? And they said, no, you have to drop your drawers and, and we have to poke you with a needle. And uh, so I did it. I did it so that I wouldn't cough in your guys' ears through the month of November and December. January, February, March, and April. Exactly. Um, but I have been feeling good ever since they uh, gave me that shot. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. And you've got that really annoyed look on your face. Like you're like, you need to shut up right now, Cliff. Or else I'm going to reach over there. I'm going to rip your tongue right out of your mouth. Well, this isn't the Cliff Ravenscraft fan podcast. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Nuff Wrong said. show. Enough said. <laughs> anyway, I forgot where I was going with this Izzy stuff. Blondie. He kept calling That's her Blondie, I, which I really thought was cool since, you know, they called him really old guy. And um, and then when he woke up and said, now you can call me really dead guy because the plan to die today. Um, what do you think about that? Having control over when you die. Well, I mean, we're not going to get into the political political debate of, yeah, I know that's an airplane going over. That's like DHL. I mean, that's like a serious. That's like a 2 a.m. flight. I, I never. What time is it? It's only 
So <laughs> the folks at home can't hear that. Though. I know. Um, we but live it, right by the airport and I never noticed airplanes before. Mm-hmm. And that that one just really stood out to me. Anyway, go ahead. What was I saying? I don't know. I um, listen. <laughs> I noticed. Uh, goodness gracious. How does it feel? We were talking about Blondie. Blondie. But I was and, in the middle of a conversation. Really old guy. Yeah. Uh, planning to die. Yeah, we're not going to go into uh, the whole thing where, you know, Dr. Kevorkian kind of stuff. However, one thing that, um, you know, plan suicide, all that stuff. That's not even what I was talking about. But I, I know. That's, that's not what I asked. I know it's not what you asked, but I'm just saying we're not going to go there. So what I do think and what I wanted to say is that I thought that with this guy being completely awake and of sound mind, he could couldn't he have signed a do not resuscitate? You still just didn't answer my question. Well, tell me what your question was again because I obviously Never wasn't. Mind. No, but no, I agree. The guy should have. If he wanted to die, he should have signed. What was your question? A DNR, and he didn't. So. And what was your question? I don't know now. Your question was, what do you think about taking that decision into your own hands? And I thought I just answered your question. Was I was question? referring to the, that. That was my question, but I'm not referring to having someone else come in and I, I mean being in charge of that. You know, grunting like he was and trying to die. She's like, "That's not going to help you die, but it might make you poop." You know, I thought that was. What do you think about that? <laughs> Moving right along. I had no idea what you were asking me. <laughs> my wife is a little grumpy tonight. She is a little angry because I came home. And uh, actually took, you know, a good 25, 35 minute nap on the couch. An hour. He really has no concept of time. (laughs) And she slaved all day long. And I'm a really bad husband. I didn't say that. I know you didn't say that. I'm just confessing I'm a really bad husband because I laid on the couch for an hour while you slaved and took over of our three children. And you're angry about it. That's okay. I fixed your dinner. Yes, you did. Thank you. And you, anyway. went, you went and got my medicine, you went and dropped my prescription off. You're an awesome wife, and I love you, and I'm sorry I'm a horrible husband. That's all right, I'm trying to get over it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as cranky as you're making me out to be. You just were avoiding my question. and I didn't understand actually, your you were question. evading my question. I wasn't evading anything. <laughs> I, I didn't know what you were asking. Then why don't you say... I don't understand what you're asking. Well, because I thought I understood and I thought I was answering it. No. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> let's move on to a different character because other than, than the Izzy, you know, he, he brought a really old, really old guy brought, um, you know, some really good insights to Izzy about who she was, you know, being rather pathetic. He's probably not going to leave his wife and, you know, d- different things like that. Just made her kind of see the light. Do you think he'll so leave his speak. wife? I don't know. He told her. Well, he told her, but, you know, that's the first step to maybe uh, mending the relationship and, right. and getting over the infidelity and moving forward in I'm the not, marriage. If he doesn't leave her, we got the whole Derek thing going on again where he chose the wife and wasn't happy and ends up with her anyway. But it know? could work out. It could. It could. I mean, I'm not just saying this because I hate Izzy because obviously for some reason whatever they injected into me today has kind of changed the way I feel about Izzy. It, it was like an Izzy lover shot, I think. <laughs> Something. So. So, I'm just, anyway. So do you want to talk about George now? George, why not? Okay. Are you okay with talking that, about George? No, that's fine. Um, do you mind if I take a nap while you talk about George? 
Now you're pushing your luck. Now you're pushing your luck. I love you. Yeah. So, I know I love you too. <laughs> I'm trying to pull off the whole cranky thing, but it's just not working. You were doing really good at the cranky thing right before we started recording this. Because I know there were four people in there, even though we were playing the pre-show music. Yeah. They heard you loud and clear over that. I know. They know you You were on the cranky thing before we started. So anyway, um, <laughs> I'm doing it for them. Yeah. So, George. George. George, George of the jungle. I can't even read my own notes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So puppy dog, Steph. Puppy dog. We started out with puppy dog. Totally falls in line that behind was stupid. her. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. You want gets on my nerves. I, it, the, that that is one bit of writing in this episode that I didn't like. Um, I did not like how the first scene with George is him following like a little puppy dog. Oh, my little master wife, you know. And then you know, with him being big, strong. Uh, George with a purpose, and you got to understand this is me. This I'm the one who's right. breaking up a marriage. I'm the one. I, she is a wonderful woman, and this was my deal. And I have, I, I really like that George and pathetic, you know, puppy dog George was just out of place in this episode. It, it was. It was. They they need to decide, you know, which George is he going to be, and stop teetering back and forth because it's getting annoying. It is. Uh, and, and, and so, yeah, let, and, and it, was there anything else with George? Are you yeah. really tired? I can read my notes now. Oh, okay. Oh, did you put your glasses on? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I had my glasses on before. I just couldn't read my handwriting. Oh, did your handwriting all of a sudden getting better? No, I just looked at it hard enough until it made sense. Okay. Um, well he says, Izzy asked, did you tell her? And no, she asked me not to. <laughs> Which was really puppy dog George, but then he says, um, "I wanted to kill her." I want. I didn't hear that. He said it twice. Really? Yeah. I wanted to kill her, and then I didn't, and then I did, and then I didn't. Yeah, and I, then I went to bed. I did not hear that. Oh uh, well, you'll have to go back and watch it again because he said he wanted to kill her. That is that's messed up. You just yeah. don't say that. You know you. That, how do you? Okay, okay. So how do you go from I wanted to kill her? And to, she's a, she's a really great woman. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, okay. Anyway, I didn't hear it, but I trust no. fully what you're saying that he said that. And again, if they even, I mean, that's something you just don't say, you know, and you already talked about, you just, the, you just yeah. don't say it. You already talked about the, I'm ending a marriage. You yeah. Know? Which was a great speech. I love that. And that George should be around more often. Yep. Um, best intern ever. Best intern. Oh, yes. Best intern ever. I think. And then Alex totally sells him out at the end. You know, I want you. I had to ask myself, was Alex being a total jerk at the end or was he just helping George get get over with? You know, and, and you know, you have, of course, you got Alex. Can we talk kind of both Alex and George here? Mm-hmm. And, and we'll probably move into Alex a little bit. Uh, but you had you had. Alex kind of in the very beginning smiling looking at uh what's her name? Lexi. Lexi. That's really going to be a very difficult name because my sister's old dog used to be called Lexi. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever I think Lexi I think of this little poor pathetic little pooch. Uh but and I guess that's kind of That was pretty big though. <laughs> was it? Well, not when she first got it. All right. 
So they show them, and he's almost like eyeing her, you yeah. know, it, as if you know he's trying to, you know, say, "Hey, you know, mm-hmm. we we could hook up." And then in the end of the episode, she he kind of look gives her that same look, and then they're talking about George. Oh, praise George, you know, all hail King George. Um, and then you know he says all those things that he said, and in what did he say? Something about uh, interns. What? what what was that? Oh, when he looked at her, and uh-huh. he, he, I think that's all he said was interns. Yeah, you know? and of course, just ruining and shattering any hopes of right. hooking up with her right. with Lexi. Well, he's still in love with Rebecca too. So. Yeah, that th- that they brought Rebecca up again with it really did. old guy. Really old guy did. I like that they bring her. You know what that tells me is that she is going to come back. And you just mouthed something to me. I have no idea what it was. I know. All right. So um, anyway, I won't say it. It's a spoiler. Okay. So, but in my own mind, she's going to have to come back if they. The fact that they just referenced that again tells me that somewhere down they the road, they don't want you to forget about her. They don't want you to forget about her, and that is a clear indication. And I have not looked at any spoilers out there uh, that she's coming back. Yeah. So, and, and I'm I'm glad to see that. I am too. I, right. I liked that, and and I, I liked that whole you know. Alex looking out for someone else. Yeah. Other than just himself. So do you think he was a jerk uh, to George? No, I think, well, maybe in the way, maybe in the tone that he took when saying it. But honestly, I think he was just helping George get over the inevitable. Isn't it easier for them to find out in the first week rather than in, you know, after they take their exam? Yeah. yeah. So here, here's the one thing I want to say about Alex um, in this situation. Um I really enjoyed the fact that this little scene in the elevator at the very end mimics exactly who Alex Karev is in season one. It does. I mean, it, it's the real Alex. The real Alex is on the outside, a hard exterior, a man who is pompous, arrogant, a complete jerk. But we, but I'm glad to know that but there's more that that's, underneath. I, I'm glad to know that that's still there. That they haven't completely written that off. That he kind of tries to protect himself mm-hmm. by putting that out there. But I'm so glad we got to know that there is a real man inside there. And, and a man who cares and, and is compassionate and, and and passionate. Right. So I really like Alex Karev. He, he's, I do. He, 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 his facial I, hair is I, hot. His ha- facial hair, whatever. They still need to get him a haircut. No. I, they, he needs it. He, almost as bad as I do. No. <laughs> Um, Who else we got, babe? Well, we're still on Alex. Um, mm, the boy from Eight Simple Rules. His patient was was the kid from the the son from Eight Simple Rules. Totally caught that right off. He looked um, familiar to me from the intern, first minute I saw him. I could not place who he was. Yeah, you're like, isn't that the kid from? I couldn't. I said, is that the guy from Married with, or the kid yeah. from Married and then with you're Children? Like, no, he'd be way old. Yeah, he'd be way older. And then I'm like, I know it's not Jay from Jay and Jack podcast, but although they have the same haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jay, that, that you do have the same haircut. I mean, come on. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, eight simple rules. Can we I had just, it written down we, on my paper before you even? You did, yeah. and and you're awesome like that, and observant in those areas where I'm not. But can I just say? 
that uh, take just take a little break here and give homage to an awesome show that really that was a great show. It started out as a really great show. John Ritter has always been had always been one of my favorite TV actors, mm-hmm. and I mean I could sit, if they had. Um, Three's Company syndication reruns out there right now. I'd probably stay up and watch one or two of them each night before I went to bed. Just well, we did. I, we used to watch them on Nick at Night. All but I'm the just time. saying, if they still did, I would or still do it. it. Yeah. It I mean, John. It, the only his some of the movies he made were kind of like, well, okay, they were the same movie over and over again. He was always <laughs> the, you know, drunk alcoholic guy that. Oh was, no, he played some really great romantic movies on Lifetime. Did he? Yeah. Oh, whatever. Yeah. So anyway. I love John Ritter. But with Eight Simple Rules came around, that was such a funny show. It was, it was a fun show. And 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 it, it just was re- written really well and very entertaining. And and to learn when he had passed on was just oh, that was that was that was sad. It was sad. It was very, it was sad, very sad. And and very untimely. And Cindy, may Johnny he rest Cash in though. peace and his family. Um, but I just want to say that that of course the show went kind of downhill when they brought in well, David Spade. Yeah, and was that guy Gardner. James Gardner? Oh. Yeah, but I don't think so much James Gardner is, is David Spade. But anyway, that show it that show it, it was really great. But it was based on the family dynamic, and so then what when, when John passed and, and the dad died, then it really was it changed the dynamic of that show, and yeah. so I don't think that it, it really worked anymore. But but all of that no. tying it back into Grey's Anatomy so. here, the young boy was. It, that was in this was mm-hmm. the son in Eight Simple Rules. Yes, he was, and a very good actor. I think he did really well in really this. Really well, um, and, and especially when he kind of just broke out. Thing? Oh. <laughs> no, did, I love when he just started like spatting out the whole apple pie. Your hair's your hair looks like apple pie. Yeah, <laughs> and something else. I forget what the other one was. It, it, yeah. Anyway, it it was funny. He he um he he is a good actor. He's a good kid actor. Okay. I can't get my mic in the right place. Um. Anyway, but the whole eyeball. Oh, I scene, threw I threw a pancake in the river. Oh, that's what that's it was. That's what it was. Thank that, you. Thank I you. Threw a pancake in the river. New York City bad girl. And I put apple in pie room. in your hair. <laughs> Did we mention that we're recording this live in front of an so. internet audience? I don't know. You can participate with us live every what is tonight Thursday, Thursday night at yes, ten fifteen p.m. Uh, go to gspn.tv. There's a link to the show. Anyway, so the whole eyeball scene, which yeah. I've tried to bring up twice now. Can I talk about it? You can talk about okay. it. I had to look away uh-huh. because one, I'm not kidding. One of my greatest like total fears is that I would get something stuck in my eye. Uh-huh. I, I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. Like I desperately want to have contacts, but I'm afraid to touch my eye. So obviously it's not going to work for me. And so when they're like, he's like, okay, get out of the way. I know what to do. And he, he's. First, he takes the like a popsicle stick, really, and and oh, Stephanie, that's enough. I, 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 I didn't. Couldn't I did not it. watch the entire scene. Well, that's the only part I watched, I did, and then I covered my. The face. only thing I saw was sucking some juice out of his eyeball. The, yeah. oh. I, I covered my face. So. That was what. That was that much was, worse than getting the shot in the hind end. Oh, to my, that was yeah. Not ugh. anyway. All so right. I just had to bring it up, though. Gotcha. Um. The the older intern, I totally missed his name. The old guy, um, grandpa, grandpa, <laughs> grandpa intern. He was um, he was the grandpa um, from the Gilmore Girls. Just oh, was that. he? Yeah, <gasps> that. you're so. right. That's where we know him from. 
he actually I liked his character and his actor acting better in Gilmore Girls. Yeah. He was a little bit more sophisticated. And, yeah, he, he was. He was really he's sophisticated. He's kind of like a bumbling little, you know, annoying guy. Which, <laughs> in this episode. But Alex, you know, that was a great dynamic, you know, because they, they started the episode off with Alex kind of having fun, but bossing his interns around. You right. Know? He's playing around with that. And then all of a sudden he gets, you know, Grandpa in there. And, well, and then the mom um, just automatically assumed... That the, he, he, he was the doctor and, and that Alex was the intern because of the yeah. age difference. So. And, and Bailey just totally letting him have it. It was great. That was awesome. She let both of them have it. She's like, shut up. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, but so I like that. She's always there to give some wisdom when it's needed. Yes. Um. So, but we're going to talk about her later. Are we? Yeah, she's okay. on a different page. <laughs> Very cool. So where are we at? Christina. Oh, Christina. Gosh. That was, Playing sad. That, you know, that was just silly. I liked it. I, did, did you like it? Yeah, I thought it, totally it was silly. it played into the relationship that Christina and Meredith have. And yeah. So the whole playing sad I thought was cute. And then to know that Meredith. To know that Meredith knew that she was faking and and she totally plays her back what was was cool so see I for me that was just this was such an excellent episode okay for me this was an excellent episode of Grey's and I don't know what was in that shot because I actually enjoyed this episode of Grey's Anatomy really a lot but for me that was just the one little caveat in this episode that just seemed out of place yeah it was subpar i mean it was cute and it was it was it was it was very it was very much what i don't like about Grey's anatomy most of the time okay but it it was in there and it kind of just moved the story a little bit for their relationship christina's character wasn't a major player in the show either right and it's like so but they had to put her in there somewhere and i liked it i love that she still calls her interns by numbers (laughs) One two, One, two, three, four. Let's go. Follow me. Um, so that's cool. And she tells she tells um, Meredith to take care of someone else. Yeah. Which kind of bothers me because eventually Christina is going to need someone to take care of her. You think we so? all need help from time to time. Yeah. You know? And, and Some time in your life. You're singing again. Now look, I brought you back after you did the whole blonde bimbo thing last week. So hey, the really old guy just left out the word bimbo. Is all he left out? No, I am no worse. Blondie. Well, you know they can't get your own play emotion. They were they were just afraid that Cliff would come back for copyright on that whole thing, and so then there was the really old guy eulogy. Where they all stood around that was empty stupid. bed. But I love how they all tried to say something nice and then Izzy's just like He was a B. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that so. that 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 was silly. That was funny. It was silly. It was funny. Meredith. Meredith. Meredith starts off the episode with sex hair. Sex hair. Gotcha. Yeah, do I have <laughs> Yes, do I have sex hair? Yeah, and, and so they yeah. they need to figure out, you know. You know, I've lost interest in her relationship with Eric. I have completely. To. Yeah, it, it's like so overdone. Well, I, I, I'm. It's like burnt toast. It's like burnt toast. I'm just gonna refer to their relationship as burnt toast. Well, but I know that I know that Shonda has said that she has a specific 
destination in mind for that. It's burnt I'm just toast. trying to wish it would get there. <laughs> Shonda, hello. There's this thing that you need to do. You need to open up your kitchen drawer. You need to get the butter knife out and start scraping. Scraping, scraping, scraping. And then you're just going to have to go into the refrigerator and open up that big bucket of butter and spread it on and get it over with. Okay. Because it's burnt so, toast. With the with the dying patient and having um having Lexi do the intubation anyway. Yes. That's totally like what Bailey did to George in season one. Yeah, absolutely. This guy came in, he he was already I mean he she even said he was dead before they brought him in the door. But you do everything that you can so that you can tell the family you did everything that you can. Yes. Um so Meredith was totally right in that situation. Absolutely she was right. Totally right. It is a learning hospital. They're supposed to learn. Yes, they are. And we'd rather them learn on the dead than the living. That's correct, especially <laughs> when it comes to tongues. Ew, we're not there yet. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Did not mean to jump ahead. I really liked when when Bailey gave Meredith the, the information, or not the information, the guidance on what to do with Lexi. She, she was like, look... Okay. You, yes, you know. coming into Meredith yeah. and talking with her uh, about I, that. That that was a that was a good part of the episode. Yeah. Because even though Bailey isn't the chief resident, she is a great um well, she's a great guidance giver. She gives great advice and um she's very intelligent and so I really enjoyed that. But since we're talking about Bailey, Bailey doesn't know everything. No, she doesn't. And she admitted so. Well, I mean, it, it was something. I mean, it. You need a brain surgeon in there yeah. for that. I don't know everything, so um, I, I think that that takes a great that takes a great person to admit that you don't know everything. Yes, and e- even more so from a doctor. So here's one thing I just want to say about the whole scene. They, he said, she says, go get Doctor Shepard. They go in, get Doctor Shepard. She, he goes in and tells Doctor Shepard what's going on. And I tell you what, there was some intense, that was an intense moment. And I love how when he says, listen, this is, you got to listen to me because this is what you got to do. He's going to be in 10 minutes if you don't do exactly what I tell you. Number one, you go get the biggest needle that you can find. And then you don't get the rest of it. Right. It just immediately cuts to him going and and getting getting the needle. That was not only good writing. That was excellent um, cinematography, I it guess, was. if you want to call that. It, it real that. Oh man, I just hope they can bring that this level of excitement to Grey's Anatomy, or I hope that I can possibly even go and get another shot in the butt next week, so it'd be this enjoyable. <laughs> or maybe, maybe it's the magic between getting the shot in the butt and sleeping on the couch for an hour while you do all the hard work here at the home. You really should stop bringing that up. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so I only wrote down, we're, we're going to jump to Callie because I only wrote down one thing about Callie. I know what you wrote. And it's funny because the same thing that I wrote is the same thing that Bailey spoke to her. Okay. Do your job. Do your job. All right. I get that your life is crappy right now, but that doesn't mean that you can come in here and neglect your patients and neglect your interns and neglect your, your residents. You, you have a job to do. You know, when I'm having a crappy day, that doesn't mean that I don't get to feed my kids. You know, I still have a job to do. Get up and do your job. She was getting on my nerves, the little mopey. Uh, anyway, so. 
So my she take was, is that getting, you weren't happy with Callie in this episode. It was just it was just a little overkill. It was on the, on the hanging out, hiding out in in the room. It was just a little overkill. It, it's little pitiful baby, you know, Callie, and and you know that is so different from what they originally I, wrote her to I be. I know they wrote her to be this, this strong, strong, independent woman who had who had some insecurities. But yet, but she was who she was. Absolutely, and now she is nothing but her insecurities. Absolutely, and it's just silly unless it happens to be her hormones because she's pregnant. Well, then have I, her throw up a couple of times or something. Have her do, do something. something. I agree. I agree. Do I agree. something. She's gonna be pregnant though. So I was so frustrated it with has, Callie. She has to be pregnant. So, I mean, if that's all you're gonna do is show her sitting in the sitting in the room. Filling out paperwork, then, then why even have her in the episode? Yep. I'm so frustrated. They they could have explained that in so many other ways, but but they ended the episode with Bailey coming in. Look, look, I'm not number one. You are. I'm having a hard time dealing with this, and I'm not afraid to tell you. It's because Bailey's a strong woman. Yes, she is. But I'm going to be the best number two this hospital has ever seen, and together we can do this. Yeah. So that Bailey awesome. said, get up off your butt. I will give you the support you need. I will be the extra eyes that you need and go do your job. Yep. We can do I this think together. Ba- I think Bailey should be running that hospital. She should. I totally do. Sh- the chief shouldn't even be running the hospital the because he's doing, be- he's doing surgeries that he's never even done before. He needs to go out and... He just needs to go date his wife. He needs to go to that on that date and not mess up yet once again. That is absolutely res- ridiculous, irresponsible, and, <laughs> and Stephanie, you can't be writing that stuff during the uh, episode here. I'm sorry. It was funny. All right. Go ahead. What? What's next? Oh, um, next I, I put, um, ne- next is Derek. Well, can we talk, Just, before you go into Derek, oh. can we talk about, I mean, you brought Chief Weber up. We okay. kind of mentioned oh, okay. the, the tongue well, in passing. Okay, so we'll talk about Sloan and, and Let's the talk about that. And, the, and the, the two whole, old guys. The two old guys. What was up with that? I mean. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, t- do, we, totally. You know, Stephanie and I are really, um, usually when we're not angry with one another or one at the other, we'll come here. You were You started out so angry with me. You, I may have no. kind of played off this whole thing, and now you may not be as angry as you were. You looked a little angry with me this before we started. Yeah. Tired. Yes. Tired, angry. cranky. No. Cranky equals angry, doesn't it? No. What's the difference? <gasps> the difference is. Okay, tell me the you difference. You would know the difference. <laughs> you would feel the difference from the objects that I would be flinging at your head. Okay. Angry and cranky. Are different. Well, they feel the same on this end of the table. It, Trust me, the, the, they don't. No, I'm serious. The <laughs> facial expressions burn the same holes in my forehead. I wasn't. I, I wasn't you making facial were. expressions. You I, no, were. I wasn't. Yes. Well, we'll, we'll just talk about it later because <laughs> I wasn't. All right, where were we at? <laughs> I do remember that the high five. I was gonna say. Usually, when we're here podcasting, we'll oh. sit there and we'll agree, and oh, we'll, yeah. give a, we're, we're totally we'll give a we'll give a high do five. The knuckles now. We're, well, not knuckles. Gosh, could you imagine what those diamonds would but do look, to my finger? I can't. You imagine what they do to your face? <laughs> <laughs> you know, since I'm angry and all. But look, I can get them off without uh, ripping that is my awesome. flesh off now. Since cool. I've lost fifty. So, pounds. so we can do Wonder Twin powers activate. <laughs> <laughs> 
They were they they like knock knuckles. Yeah. It's like they're kids. I mean, they come are. on. And then Derek. Oh, I love Derek's speech at the end. Yes. You guys are pitiful. <laughs> what do you think you're doing? Shame on you. Yeah. I liked when he told Chief that um, you've been walking around here for months. You know, just go tell her the how truth. you feel. Go tell her the, the truth. The truth. Speak it, brother. Which he should really practice himself. Yeah, no doubt. So. And uh, so what was the let the truth sting you or what What was the name of the episode? I don't know. I you doodled do- it out. You doodled it out. <laughs> let the truth sting. <laughs> let the truth sting. Let the truth sting. Derek was so right in his advice to Chief Weber. He was. That was awesome. He was so right in his uh, admonishment. Admonishment, I think, maybe, or his 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 words of of disgust <laughs> at at the two of them. Yeah. He was totally they right. Not have went I into a that. procedure that they had never done and really didn't know how to do. I mean, he came in and totally saved that. You know, I know it's because he's a fetus. He's a fetus. He's a fetus. You know, Derek <laughs> comes in and saves the day, and then they're in there. You know. um, after the procedure, they're like, we did it. We rock. You know, we're really cool. And yeah. so it, it was good to see. You know, you that was didn't it. save the day. I did. See, this is fun writing. I I could totally dig. You know, what I will tell you that this episode, Stephanie, after, after watching this episode, I'm totally cool with the fact that I invested all the time it took me to watch every single episode of Grey's Anatomy. For this one episode. For this one episode. I am totally serious. This one episode of Grey's Anatomy was much better than the whole three-part McSmurphy dying in the little ocean water or whatever that place was out there and and coming back to life. That, that whole three-part thingy. This episode was better than... The, this episode was very well This written. episode was better than the, the pink dust guy. You know, what was that called? The one where the... Pink Mist. Yeah, Pink Mist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was better than that. This was a great episode. It really was. Minus Um, Christina Yang's little puppy... I really liked the playing the... But... um, And George Puppy Dog Pout at the beginning. Those are my two criticisms. I have to have two criticisms, at least. I have two criticism um, minimum. Since we're talking about the men... Are we talking about the men? The old men, yeah, and the old fetus. guys. Okay. Um, old men and the fetus. In the very beginning, w- when they come into the patient, to the woman with the cancer on her tongue. Oh yeah. Sloane was very quiet and cautious, where he's usually just very upfront and <sighs> yeah, brutal. Yeah, he's like, dude, you're like so not gonna ever talk again, you know. But, but she had to ask for it before he came out and said it. Yeah. Like he was really withholding. How bad her her ca- case really was. So, what do you, you think know, about that? I don't know. Do you anyway, I just wrote it down. He just was. Yeah. He just was. Very cool. Um, so, anything else? Did we cover everything? Um. Yeah. The only two other two notes that I have down are Derek meant to. Oh no, we skipped Lexi. <gasps> um, hold on. Okay. Derek meant to break it off, and he's talking to Sloan. He he talked to him. You know. Oh so yeah, Meredith that, hasn't told Christina about us, and she tells Christina. I yeah. mean, he's totally Sloan, Sloan and Derek. I mean, that's that's the big relationship in this episode. 
or in this season because obviously Sloane has nothing else to do there unless there's a relationship for him right. to be involved in. And it's going to be, and that's, we've talked right. about that. Um, I agree. And so let's talk about Lexi. I loved how gentle Meredith was with her at the end. Yeah. You know, here's your mother's file. Um, well, I was very critical I, I, of how just horrible you were. They've written her to. I mean, because no human being, in my opinion, no human being would have actually writ, said and acted out the words that were scripted for her in these last couple episodes. I just don't think that it's just, possible. I okay. I know some mean, angry people, but but so far, Meredith has not been written from season one, two, and three. As one of those. Oh, you don't think that. Say that, start. Okay, you're talking about Meredith. I'm talking about Meredith. You don't think anyone would be. I don't think anybody who has Meredith's personality would would say the mean and nasty things that she has said to Lexi in the beginning of season four. So, but I don't think she meant them to be mean and nasty. I don't care what she meant them to be. They were mean and nasty and they were delivered in such a way as I don't want to know you. I, I don't even want you to be here. I, I mean, you just even her character. She she just her character doesn't say things like that. It, it, it was a total break from the Meredith that I've gotten to know from all the Grey's watching that I've watched. And and so finally, at the end of this episode, they bring back a little bit more of the Meredith that I thought I knew in this show. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Um, I think under her current circumstances that the Meredith that they've been showing us is, is really right on. Okay. And I do. That's cool if you disagree with me. So, I do. I disagree with you. That's fine. But um, but I really liked how she was gentle with her in the end. You yes. Know, all the things that happened were there were a 1% chance and your mom was that 1%. Yeah. And so. I was it, very it, fond of her. And I, and I think that she needed to hear that. Yeah. And now they're, I, I'd like to see the development of a relationship between the two of them. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I think that they know, both need to proceed with caution also. Very yeah. cool. Yep. So, and I did go back and watch that episode where she says, Meredith says, um, to Lexi, no, we don't have the same dad. You know, my dad left when I was five and I never saw him again. Does that sound like the daddy you grew up with? Right. And so, and I, I love that play on words because they're so deliberate. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I, I'm not so talking I'd about like that. To see, I'd like to see um, a relationship develop between the two of them with, with Proceeding with caution because they are nothing alike. Their family backgrounds are nothing alike. Right. But um, I, yeah, somebody you know, it's in not there. like they're just going to start getting along and, and Meredith's going to start coming to Sunday dinner, you know? Yeah. Alan, Ohio says um, everyone in the family, let's see, everyone in that family that Meredith gets the close to has either died or left her. So maybe it's not in Lexi's best interest. No, to- Molly's fine and the baby's fine and she got close to both of them. Okay. Professionally, n- not relationally. Yeah, well, that's what I think that she's talking about, relationally. Okay. You know, and, and that maybe the reason why Molly and the baby's okay is because they got out of Dodge and left. <laughs> that just sounds a little bit too One Tree Hill for me. but um, One Tree Hill. Yeah. Oh, that, that's that show you've been watching. Yeah. It's th- like there's 90210 a character on there. for like pretty much 20-somethings. Um, no, actually, they were in high school. 
Oh, were they? Yeah. And when oh, okay. season five comes back on, they'll be out of college. So they're skipping four that years. That seems like too Boy Meets World-ish for me. Maybe. But um, <laughs> anyway, there's a character on that show who believes that anytime someone gets close to her, they're either going to die. Yeah. She's adopted and her adoptive mom died and her birth mom died. And... Um, and so anyway, just numerous people leave her. And so she has, but so that sounds a little one tree hill for me. I don't think that that, that's so, what's going on. So did but. we cover everything on your notes there, babe? I think so. Are you in a better mood now than when we started? I don't know. Cool. What do you think? I think, well, let's just put it this way. You can look into my face now, look at my eyes now, and I don't feel like I should crawl under the table and, and, and die. <laughs> so I'm, I'm thinking you're probably in a little better mood. Uh, I'm Whether, just a really good actor. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> this is so cool. This is why I love the podcast because it totally is great therapy. And we want to thank all of you guys out there in the chat room who have been uh, chatting along as we've been recording live in front of this internet audience over at TalkShoe.com. Uh, we want to encourage you guys to check us out uh, and join us. Uh, join all the folks here in the chat room. They've had a great conversation with each other uh, as we've been talking. They've had some side conversations there, and uh, I'm sure they'd love to have you come and interact with them. Uh, and we record every Thursday night after a live episode of, or a new episode of, uh, what's the show called? Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. And uh, just, a, just one last bit of information. Uh, we have decided to go ahead and continue putting the Grey's Anatomy, I'm sorry, the private practice podcasts in the Grey's Anatomy feed. It was the, the majority of the people said they they don't mind having both shows in the Grey's feed. Uh, there were a couple people that said they'd like to not have it that way, but a majority said that they were cool with it. And what it does is um, if you if you actually watch both shows, Go ahead and unsubscribe to the private practice feed because you will get both in this feed. So anyway, I'm very thankful for all of you guys staying subscribed. Do us a favor. Tell somebody you know about this show. Go to work, and when you're talking about Grey's Anatomy, uh, you can share something that Cliff said that you know where he stuck his foot in his mouth or something like that. Or tell him about the bad toast analogy. Uh, whatever. Just tell them about the Grey's Anatomy fan podcast. Tell them to go to gspn.tv and listen to us because we really uh, would love to get to know more people and bring them into the, the listening audience. So, Stephanie, do you have anything else that you wanted to say before we uh, shut things out here? Uh, no. All right. Well, we'll see you. We'll see you soonish. Soonish. Next weekish. Next weekish. Week-ish. You like that? Yeah. All right. Good night. God bless you all and bye bye. The Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast is a production of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. This show was recorded live in front of an internet audience. Internet audience. To learn how you can participate in our live shows, please visit our website at gspn.tv. gspn.tv. Thanks for listening. This show is brought to you by Talk Show. Create your own internet talk show. Check it out at T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E dot com.